Um, in this chapter, Paul warns the Philippian people um, to watch out for evil workers, people who distort the word of God, who try to add to it, and people who don't have your best interest in mind. And if you heed these words, you would be in a safe place of safety. And to not be self-righteous, but to be in the righteousness which comes from God. Also, porn warned of not trusting in our flesh, in our own heart. I shared scripture telling us how wicked our hearts really are. One being Jeremiah 17.9. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I also talked about a list one of us might have, which might place us a little bit on a pedestal, um, even just a little, thinking more of oneself than we really should be. I also um, spoke in this chapter about another list uh, which one might have preventing us from getting to know God in a deeper way. You know, sacrificing those comforts of our life. And lastly, um, reaching and pressing toward the prize, uh, which is waiting for us in heaven as Christians. Reaching for it like you would reach for the chocolate hidden up in the top of the cabinets. At least I would. Well, let's uh, continue in Philippians 3, 16. That's Philippians 3.16. It says, Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. Brethren, join in following my example. And note, those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. Paul is saying here, come on, we all got it and agree, so let's walk together. Paul also tells them, you have us as a pattern to live your lives after. So follow my example. We need to have those in our own lives who are mature in their faith, we can follow. Those who show by word and deed, by action, of how a Christian man or woman should be. And a question to you all, do you have a person or persons like this in your own life? Who are mature in their faith, you can use to pattern your life after. I mean, number one would be Jesus Christ, but it's, we need to be fed. We need to have someone that is willing to pour into us. If not, you really need to be praying for one. It's very important. So if you can say with confidence, come, follow my example, and that being Jesus Christ, then pray for that growth in your own life. 
pray for the mature Christian you can learn and grow in Christ from. And if for some reason you have never desired that, pray for that desire. He will give it to you. My personal example for myself, I have people who are pouring into me. Pastor Joe, Pastor Paul, and Pastor Vinny. I can't begin to tell you the blessing it is in my life. That someone would take the time to mentor me. To care enough to sacrifice some of their own time to teach me. And it does take time. I can't even begin to describe to you how much I appreciate it and how much love I have for them and God for placing men like that in my life. And let me add, I have a wife who God uses to teach me plenty too. We just, as men, as husbands, we need to learn to listen to our wives. But there is one way I can show my appreciation to them. It's by growing in Christ and by showing them their time isn't being wasted. If you're being poured into in the way God desires, you won't be able to help but want to share it with others. So not only should we be getting poured into, but as we mature and grow, we should be looking for those we can pour into. And it's part of God's design. Question to you. For the mature Christians, is your life example the kind of example that is reflecting godliness? Holiness. One which, if someone was to pattern their lives after, God would be pleased with. Would it emulate Jesus? If not, you should be doing whatever you can to grow there. By being in the Word, prayer, and fellowshipping with other believers. It's not just going to miraculously happen. You also need to be praying and seeking for God to show you someone you can encourage in walking in the ways of God, if you're a mature Christian. The treasure we have in Christ was never meant to be kept to ourselves. What good is a treasure if we keep it to ourselves? Look where it got Dappy Duck. (laughs) For those who know Bugs Bunny, the clam clammed up. Mine, mine, oh mine. Shows you what I watched when I was a kid. I know I have said this up here in the past, but like in the word, when something is much, has much importance, it may need to, need to be repeated. Remember, you, you not only will be pleasing God, but also will be blessed beyond your imagination. 
I see it all the time around here, and too much um, I see where people are just missing out on that blessing. Yeah. I don't mind serving. I will always do it, and I love to do it. But um, I get to see that blessing. And it really saddens me to see others just not serving as much as they could, or even at all, because they really miss out on the, the fruit of that. Let's continue in verse 18. For many walk, of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, their own appetite, and whose glory is in their shame, who set their mind on earthly things. Here Paul warns, of those who claim to be Christians, but who are not living as such. So we shouldn't be foolish to think just because someone is sitting in these pews and calling themselves Christian, they may not have your best interest in mind. Remember, the fruit they produce will reveal who they are and what they believe. Don't trust just what they say. Turn with me to John 15:4. That's John 15:4. says, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me. The fruit you will show, the shoot you will, uh, yeah, the, the fruit you will show what a person abides in. So what you are hanging around with the most will be the fruit also. What you spend the most time with will become the fruit. I hope that makes you think, because it makes me think. Uh, Philippians 3.20. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for uh, the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to the, his glorious body, according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. Again, Paul is saying here, as Christians, our citizenship is not in this world. It's in heaven. We should not be placing our trust in the things of this world. And no, we can enjoy the things. But if your priorities have those things higher than growing in Christ, there's a problem there. And that is going to be the fruit that you show. 
If you are a Christian, you should not be placing your trust in those things of this world. What's really cool is to realize, like being American citizens, with it, we receive certain privileges, you know, certain freedoms. And as citizens of heaven, this also comes with certain privileges. One being is said in verse 21. We will be receiving glorious bodies. For some of you, like myself at times, I'm looking forward to that. Especially for those struggling with certain elements. You know, some limitations. Physical limitations. It, it, will, be left, it will all be left behind. As, I don't know how the world gets through it without that hope. Turn, uh, let's continue in verse um, Philippians 4, 1. Therefore, my beloved, and long for brethren, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, beloved. I implore Judea, and I implore Sanduka to be the same mind in the Lord. And I urge you also, true companion, help these women who labor with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and the rest of my fellow workers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. One of the words that stood out to me was stand fast. And what this means is to refuse to abandon one's opinion or belief. It means to dig your heels in. To take a stand for what you believe. When you're persecuted, remember, as Paul, you have God on your side. Paul begins in this chapter by saying, if you truly believe all of what I am saying, then stand firm. Do you believe what he says, what the Bible says? Then you should be standing firm. No matter what someone may say or tell you. Brothers and sisters, let me encourage you. No matter what you might be going through right now, Stand fast. No matter what you might be going through, hang in there. Stand firm and hold on to the promises God has given us in his word. There's plenty of promises to lean on. Turn with me to Joshua 1, 1 through 7. That's Joshua 1, 1 through 7. Starting with verse 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, 
Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise. Go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am given to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread, tread upon, I will give you, will be given you. As I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so will I be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and be, good, and be of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. Joshua's new job was to leading more than two million people to a new land and also conquering it. That's a job. It's a challenge for me to be a leader in my home. I can't imagine two million people. But what does the Lord promise Joshua? I will not leave you nor forsake you. The Lord promises Joshua that he would be with him every step of the way. Christians, so no matter what you might be going through in the future or might be going through right now, remember God's promise to Joshua? It's also for you. So lean on this, this promise. The Lord is reaching out his hand to us. So grab a hold of it and hold on tight and let him carry you through whatever you are going through. Trust your Lord. He loves you and wants the best for you. Just remember the God you serve. Then going back to verse 4 of Philippians, Paul is saying, if you understand all of what I am telling you, then rejoice. And he doesn't just say it once. He says, I say again, rejoice. He's saying be excited. Be excited. Know what you have in Christ. Christians, we have a lot to be excited about. Paul knew this because he remembered where he came from. And he's comparing it to where he is now, where he was. And if you really realize where you've come from and where you are now, where you could have been if you kept going down that wide path, God has saved you from a lot. And we need to realize that and, and be excited about that. Be joyful. 
again, I, don't under, I truly don't understand how non-believers get through the tough times. They may get through by the skin of their teeth, but it will not last. It just doesn't last. We Christians have something which lasts for eternity. Forever. Do you ever sit back and think about what eternity is? When I had a long commute, I used to think about it all the time. It's not a million or billion, trillion years. It's forever. For Christ. We can't compare that to anything in this world. I'm sorry, but if that doesn't get you excited, we should probably check for a pulse. Let's continue in verse 5. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guide your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Verse 5 is, in other words, just don't be considerate to those in the church, but to also those outside the church. We should be reaching out beyond these walls, too. And in verse 6, it says, Turn those worries into prayers, and let your requests be known to God. You know, just be honest with Him, and let Him know how you feel. He already knows. Just, let him, just express how you feel to Him. You may not understand certain circumstances in your life. Tell Him. Say, Lord, I don't get it. I need you to show me. I need you to minister to me. I need your strength right now. I'm, I'm real weak now. The last verse for tonight is the result of giving it to the Lord in prayer. God's peace is different than the world's peace. God's peace does not come from positive thinking. It doesn't come from absence of conflict. And God's peace does not come from good feelings. It comes from putting your trust in Jesus Christ and knowing God is in control. Our citizenship in Christ's kingdom is sure. It is a done deal. Our destiny is set, and we can have victory over sin. So no matter what you're going through, God can get you through it. And you can have victory over it. And you need to believe that and have faith in that. And you know, knowing this will guard your heart against anxiety. It will give you that peace. Peace. 
That only comes from God. No matter what you're going through. I've prayed it so many times in my own life that in this situation, the world would be freaking out. You know, concerned and panicking. But I've always prayed for the peace from God that I need for that situation. And for that to show other, to the others around me. Where it stands out different. That I'm not just like the world. And that emulating Jesus Christ. There is a lot to be learned here. If you are a new Christian, number one, just to recap, do you have a, a Christian in your own life you can pattern your life off of? Do you have someone you can be looking up to? Someone you could, someone who's reflecting Jesus, number one, that you can emulate the same off of? If you're a mature Christian, are you looking for the less mature Christians who can you can encourage and pour into? Again, it was not meant to keep to ourselves. It's for winning the hearts of the lost. And as for us Christians, it's for our growth. And it's for doing the work of the kingdom. Do you truly realize what you have as a Christian? Do you really, truly realize what you have? And if you are, and if you do, are you rejoicing? Are you excited about it? Does it show wherever you are? Knowing and understanding all this, do you or are you standing fast in your faith no matter what comes your way? Or do you not say anything because you don't like or want conflict? Are you afraid of the conflict? Somebody might hurt your feelings. As the recruiter would say, or the, the tech, the TI in the military who would tell you to suck it up, shake it off, and move on. Well, we're in a spiritual war. We need to suck it up, shake it off, and move on, and walk in Christ. Jesus received plenty of conflict as you all know. But it didn't stop him. He didn't give up. His driving force was the love he had for others, for each one of us. And where they were going to end up if they continued down the road they were traveling, which was death. Permanent separation from his father. 
we should have the same motivation for the, our loved ones and people that we come across every day. Permanently separated from God for eternity. That's reality. And another question I have for you. Are you worrying or anxious about something in your life? Are you worried? Are you having anxiety? Then you do not have the peace of God. Matthew 6, 32-34 says, For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. If so, if you're worrying, then you're forgetting the one who is in control or should be. You need to leave it with him, whatever that may be, and seek his guidance and strength. And lastly, remember God's pieces. <clears throat> remember God's peace is not the same as the world's definition. It does not come from positive thinking, absence of conflict, or good feelings. They don't last. Can't trust your feelings. It comes from knowing God is in control, and our citizenship. Our citizenship is in Christ's kingdom. It's a done deal, and our destiny is set as Christians. But what kind of ride are you going to choose? One that you're going to worry? Or do you want a smooth ride? Ask God to fill all those potholes. And remember, too, we can all have victory over sin as Christians. No matter what struggle you have, all things are possible in Christ. Amen. And remember this too, knowing all this will guard your heart from anxiety. So brothers and sisters, stand in Christ and you will have victory. Let's pray.